Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We launched a podcast this week as part of the 1022 family. Um, technically, it's two podcasts, and it potentially could save someone's life. I'm not trying to be really dramatic about that, but I I really feel like we've done some good with this with this podcast. So we'll tell you about that. Um, speaking of dramatic, I have been saying something to Ellie that Callie pointed out I should probably stop, and I agree with her, so I did. And we're gonna brainstorm foods that we need to test to see if they have stood the test of time. Things like Cool Ranch Doritos and... Little Debbie Snack Cakes. Yeah, stuff like that. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. Update Podcast. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, August 4th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Callie. That's so sweet. Are you elaborating on that or um, was that it? I can elaborate. We just... um, Tell me more what you love about me. (laughs) Well, I think, and I pointed this out to you yesterday when I made us slow down and take a seven minute and four second break. Um, And by that, he means like we had a looming to-do list to do and he literally was like, go put comfy clothes on. We're laying in bed for seven minutes and 15 seconds. Four. Seven minutes and 14 seconds? Four seconds. Seven, oh, four. Oh, seven seven minutes minutes and four seconds. And I'm like pressing start and we are not getting out of this bed until our cuddle time of seven minutes expires. And that's what we did yesterday. And I told you around that time, I can't remember if it was while we were lying on the bed. And by the way, the seven minutes and four seconds, there's nothing scientific about that. It was arbitrary. Mm -hmm. Like- I wanted it to be longer than five minutes, but Callie was stressed. And if I had said 10 minutes, she would have been like, no, we got too much stuff to do. So I went with seven minutes and they, then I think the timer just. My love language, by the way, is so not taking time to slow down and cuddle. My love language is let's get all of our to-do list done so we don't have to think about anything else. And isn't, I blame that on the ADD. Isn't your love language acts of service? Technically, yes. But so even no, your- no, 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 it's not acts of service. It is uh, words of affirmation. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things that I told you was I reminded Callie that years ago, right when Callie and I first met, she moved into an apartment and the apartment was had just like she, I think you were the like the second or third tenant in the whole building. I literally was. And and I mean it was a big it was like, you know, a 150 unit, five-story, 20 apartments on every floor. They had gotten their certificate of occupancy like one day before I moved in. And when she moved in, the outdoor area had a really beautiful, like almost a resorty outdoor area. And it wasn't completed. And a whole year went by and everything in the building was done except for 
The pool in the gym. The pool in the gym. So when she went down to re-sign her, her lease, they said, okay, your rent's going up 250 bucks or whatever it was. And she's like, okay, and came and called me and said, oh, I'm gonna re- I got my lease here. I'm going to re-sign it. Rent's going up. And I had to pep talk her into going back down to the office and saying, hey, I'm not going to pay more rent because the amenities, like you promised me last year that the pool and the gym would be done within six months and it never was. So technically I think you owe me money because I signed last year's rent with the intention of having six months of a pool. Now I don't have a pool. And I pep talked her. And she went down and negotiated her rent. I did not even, I, in my, I did not negotiate face to face. I wrote an email, but you helped me write the email and I wound up getting, they didn't increase my rent. They were wanting like 400 more dollars. And Jeff was like, no. 400? Is that Mm -hmm. how much it was? Cause they like super undercharged to get like the first year of people in there and they like didn't have any amenities and I signed it. And then Jeff was like, the heck you're paying $400 more a month. You don't have a pool. You don't have a gym. Like that's what you pay for. And the thing that upset me is, I mean, the whole, it was, it it didn't upset me. That's that's too dramatic of a word. But the thing that I was frustrated about was the fact that they said the pool and the gym will be done within three months. It was, yeah, it wasn't even three months. It was like 30 days. And then three, then 30 days became three months, which became six months, which then became a full year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you, the rent you paid the first time was technically for 11 months of gym and pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, and if the building wasn't so beautiful and so centrally located, you probably would have told you to move, just break the lease. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, um, so that was Callie X number of years ago. I mean, that was before we got married. So that was five plus years ago, six plus years ago. And Callie of the past two weeks has been so impressive in the business sense, just handling things, negotiating things, getting things done, getting contracts signed, talking to people, advising people on things like insurance and lawyers and, and stuff. And it's just a side of you that I don't, Get to. I never got to. I know you used to do it in your music career, mm-hmm. but I've never like got to see it close up. And it was always impressive when I would go to a concert or something with you, and you're bossing around these career musicians, like physically grabbing them by the arm and dragging them to where they need to be, and like to talk, like talking to you know venue owners and stuff, and and saying no, this is supposed to be this, and just. I never get to see that. And I've gotten to see it over the past couple of weeks. And uh, it's such a drastic difference. A lot of credit to you, From though, six because, or seven years ago. That's yeah, all. Because you really have, like, boosted my self-confidence so much. Like, I was so – I was, like, <laughs> fresh out of a really nasty relationship when Jeff and I first met. Uh, well, not fresh out. But I still was, like, scarred from a relationship where I was put down all the time. So I had, like, no self-esteem when Jeff and I met. And credit to you because you really have, like, between you and, like, one of my um, – like coworkers, you guys have really just like boosted my self-esteem and I'm like finally coming into my own confidence and man, it has taken forever to get, get but you, here. But you know, what's funny about it to me, I or think. Maybe it's age too. What's, what I, the reason I told that whole long story about the apartment community complex thing or whatever is because the stuff that you were dealing with over the past couple of weeks was both work-related and also like personal stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And- I had seen the work stuff before and the work stuff always 
impressed me because it was so different than how you were in your personal life. Oh, yeah, got it. And now it's cool to see you have the same confidence in your personal life that you always had at work. Well, thank you. That's very nice. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for graphic designers. I have worked in the past couple of weeks with a slew of graphic designers that are making my life tremendously easier. And they're not easy to come by, like good one. Because here's the thing. Your graphic designer is like someone that you needs to like get the artistic vision, but also you have to get along with also you have to like have mutual deadlines. Like some graphic designers I've worked with are the most talented people in the world, but I can't get on their schedule fast enough. And they book up for three months and I have like really hit my stride knock on wood with graphic designers the past couple of weeks. And they are making my life so much easier because it is not my gift. Uh, and it takes me for ever. And, and Jeff, it takes you forever too. So when you, when you find someone who does something like graphic design, who's really, uh, who you really gel with, it's all because they speak the language that you have chosen to speak about what they're doing. Right. Because I 1000% do not speak their language. Right. I don't two, know anything. Two, two graphic designers talking to each other are going to say things like, oh yeah, the entire aesthetic needs to be warmer and they need a font that's a With little. With the XLR. Yeah. And the, a little more, you know, a little more comic sans and a little less Verdana. Except for like no one ever is using cosmic, cosmic sans ever again. Comic Maybe sans. teachers. Yeah. What did I say? Cosmic Sands. It's Comic Sands. Oh, weird. Um, but they speak that language, but when they talk to somebody who's not a graphic designer, you're like, can you just make it like, I don't know. You know how a, you know how a puppy is just kind of, you know how a puppy's face is just kind of round, but also shaped? That's how I want my logo to be. And they're like, okay. Yeah, so very good, like, translators. Anyway, super excited about them. We have a segment that we want to brainstorm because we need your help to make it interesting. And the segment is called, does it stand the test of time? Now, Jeff and I were talking, was it last week on the show about, uh, you brought up McDonald's milkshakes or something. And you're okay. like, I wonder if that stand it still stands the test of time. Like are McDonald's milkshakes as good as we thought they were when we were kids? Cause you were raving. Cause I was shocked to discover Callie's not a McDonald's fan. And I was shocked to discover that you would put a McDonald's milkshake on your short list of milkshakes. You said that the reason you would go to a McDonald's is for the milkshake, which surprised me because I, I don't know the last time that I've had a McDonald's milkshake because there are so many superior milkshakes I'm not saying available. It's a, yeah, I'm not saying it's a superior milkshake. Like... I just kind of like have, uh, I don't know, I guess kid memories or right. something tied to them. So to me, the taste is half kid memory and half, you know how McDonald's milkshakes, the chocolate ones used to like burn your throat a little bit yes. because the syrup, do you know what I mean? Because yes. the chocolate syrup is like so, I don't know, is it syrupy, bitter yes. or syrupy or <laughs> whatever. And I think they've like improved it since then. But Jeff and I were thinking like we should go out and get things like Jeff's SpaghettiOs that we tried a while ago. No way, they're gross. I'm, I'm done with them. And try things on the show to see if they stand the test of time. So another thing that came up was like juicy fruit gum. But I don't really know if that's like classic enough. Okay, I have one. Yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay, write it down. 
Do you feel strongly about cool? I don't want to, if you are. I haven't had Cool Ranch Doritos in forever. Did you like them though? I did. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like the two qualifications for this are one, you have to have gone a long time without eating it or trying it. Like if you, if I eat Cool Ranch Doritos every day, that doesn't yeah, count. That's like what it I has mean. to be something that we haven't tried in a while. And um, two, what was the second thing? Qualification. What was your question? You have you can't have had it in a while, and we both. I think in order for it to work, we both like it's not a taste test. Like I was gonna put Andy Cap's hot fries down on here. I have no idea what that is. Right, but if you've never, because we have to try to we have to eat it and come to a consensus. Mm-hmm. So if you've never had it as a kid, or it's not something that existed in your past, yeah, I think, or I guess I could just try it. The other one I was gonna add was, um, I think they're Little Debbie the Swiss cake rolls. Okay. Yeah. Um, Man, in my head, those things, those things are like, like a, like a perfectly cooked filet mignon, (laughs) like (laughs) melt in your mouth, decadent, like I'm talking fresh baked. What about Lunchables? Uh, yeah. Let's Did you ever on. have Lunchables? Mm-hmm. I feel like the pizza Lunchables were like legit. That's what I was trying to think But of. I'm not eating meat from them, just so you know. You have to. No, absolutely because not. That will make me ill. Here's what I want to put on the list. But you can try that part. Here's what I would like to do. Yeah. It's not going to make you ill. It's going to, I, the thought of what is in the $1 meat is going to make me gag. Okay. Well, then you're not going to like this one. I want to make an Oscar Mayer and Kraft Singles bologna sandwich. Nope. My bologna is a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My bologna is a second name. I mean, you never heard of that song? No. My bologna It's O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> Can you spell Oscar Mayer? No. You've never heard that song? No. Am I crazy right now? Probably not, but you have to remember, you and I are from slightly different generations. Yeah, but you had music. It's, it's the, well, it, not if it came out in like '83 and was a theme song in '83, then I wouldn't know it. Um, what about um? While you're googling, like that? I feel like that that you know, do you know to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions? You don't know that? That sounds familiar. I just described a Big Mac. Oh, okay, okay. To all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions. On a sesame seed bun. Did you put Lunchables down there? What about um, Kid Cuisines? Did you ever have those? Never had them. I wonder. I think they still make them, but they – I I remember the – they're lean cuisines for kids. Like your parents would leave them if they, you know, had like a babysitter or something like that. And the best part was always the chocolate brownie, in my opinion. But I haven't had one since I was like six. Um, so yeah, if you have any ideas for us, send us an Instagram message or give us a call 800-434-5454 or really however you want to communicate with us. Um, I, we need ideas to add to this list and then we're going to go to the store or McDonald's. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My bologna has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Oscar Mayer, the first name in bologna. How's that? What year is that?
It's kind of weird that you called it Bologna. Bologna. It's also weird that it's not M-E-Y-E-R. I didn't know it was M-A-Y-E-R. Um, I don't know what year that was. I mean, that kid. That was before that, my That time. kid looked like he was me at age seven, so it could have been like 1980. Yeah, that was before my time. Um, but anyways, we were soliciting your um, votes for does it stand the test of time? Now, does it have to be food? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so for that, for this round, food, and you have to be able to buy it now. Like we're not going on eBay and buying, yeah, old stuff that somebody saved in their closet. Right, not <laughs> going to happen. I said something. Okay, I said something a few times to Ellie, and then Callie said, "Hey, you shouldn't say that to her." And she's only twenty months, right? Twenty-one months. She's, yeah, she's, she's twenty-one months old now. Yeah. So, uh, but Callie's like. Hey, you should you should not say that to her. And I have not said it since because I agree with you. But I didn't even think, it didn't even dawn on me that the repercussions that this sentence could have. Well, and I try not to nitpick you as a parent in because I hope that you don't nitpick me as a parent, you know, like I, you parent the way that you parent, we, I parent the way, like, I'm sure I do things that irritate you or that you wouldn't do, but I try not to nitpick. You said this a couple times and I, I was think, like, I think we're on the, I think I don't, you don't do things that, do I do things that, what? No, <laughs> no, Hold that's on. not are, what I mean. Are you saying that you're holding your tongue because I'm not a good parent? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying we do things differently when our when we're in our own routines. Like, like um, you when you put Ellie to bed, you sit on the floor with her and you guys read like six books or whatever. She like I'm more of like a first we do this, then we do this, then we read two books, then we do this. Like it's not yeah, enough Cal that you're doing it wrong. Kelly just goes in there, they share a cigarette to relax, and then yeah. And, and a and shot then, of whiskey. <laughs> and then I put her down. Um, <laughs> but it's just different. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't yeah. mean, but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like she needs to go to bed, but it's cute. And it's part of your, your parenting routine. It's different than mine. And it's adorable that you love to spend so much time with her. So it's fine. Well, we were coloring the other day at the um, kitchen table and like two or three of her crayons rolled off the, the edge of the table and she looked down at them and she's not really, she, she never like cries or doesn't even really whine. So I was saying it as a joke, but she looks down and she's like, Dude, orange crayons down. I don't know. Just like, she just started shouting at them, which I found amusing. And then I said the sentence, uh, Ellie, do you think maybe we're being just a little bit dramatic about this? And I had said that I had made the dramatic joke to her and about her before. And Callie pointed out that that word probably hits different to, has the potential to hit different to a young woman than I probably was intending it. And I was right. like, oh my gosh, it's such a great point because I never want Ellie to hold her tongue for fear of being the dramatic one. Well, that and there's another word and you don't use it, but I would couple these in the same thing. And I remember it clearly. I don't know if it's just like a, you know, female thing or whatever, but I remember growing up, um, just in general, it would hurt my feelings so bad when someone called me, um, over emotional or, uh, too sensitive or dramatic. Cause I feel like Ooh, too sensitive is a good one too. 
my whole life I have, I've had people say, you're too dramatic. You're too sensitive. You're too whatever. And I don't ever want Ellie to feel like her feelings aren't valid. Like it may not be, you know, something that I would raise had havoc over, like crayons falling on the floor, but that doesn't mean it's not important to her. And I don't want her to feel like she isn't allowed to feel whatever it is that she feels. Well, for me, it was like, I was saying it as a joke, almost for your entertainment, Mm -hmm. right? Because she doesn't know what. Oh, she has no idea. She has no idea what it means, but she is a little sponge. So what I don't want, because she's going to hear that. Like Mm -hmm. people are going to say that to her and people are going to call her dramatic and call her sensitive and whatever. Like that's, that's going to happen in her life. I don't want, I just want to minimize the impact, like how much that happens. And I don't, I want her to, I don't know. I don't want her to be comfortable with that word because I use it around her. Well, and not in our house. Even as a joke. Yeah. Like, and people are going to say that to her. Maybe it it slips out of a teacher's mouth or, you know, another adult in her life or another kid in her life. Like it's going to happen. I just don't want her to hear it from us in our house. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Do you think they allow loud laughing in Hawaii? Or are you only allowed to do aloha? a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you listen to our show routinely, you know that we think it is so important to take care of your mind. I don't know if you've thought a lot about it, maybe just a little bit about it, or maybe it's just one of those things on that long-term to-do list that you haven't really gone for yet. And let's think of it this way. So if you had one car your whole life, you would take great care of it throughout the years, right? Like when you got a dent in it, you would have the dent pulled out. You would take care of it because you know you're going to have it forever. And there's only one. Same thing with your brain. You get one brain. Let's treat it how it deserves to be treated. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. And it is incredibly important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain. One of them is BetterHelp Online Therapy. Therapy has changed my life and it can change your life too. And I know before you go, it can be really intimidating. It can be really scary, but BetterHelp is working to make that as easy as possible. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera. You don't have to go sit in a waiting room or anything like that. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 
hours. Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Why is that important? Because a lot of times people think that dehydration is something that happens when you've been outside doing a, a big workout in the hot sun, or maybe you've been out in the yard all day and you forgot to bring water out with you. No, dehydration can happen in the comfort of your own air-conditioned house, especially in the summer. How do you know? Well, you start to get a headache. You start to feel a little sluggish. Your energy is down a bit. Liquid IV has you covered. They've got 10 great flavors. Strawberry, my favorite. Lemon lime, one of my favorites. And uh, they have a great flavor. Yeah, it actually sounds like a great summer drink list. Make it part of your daily routine to just put one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water and know that you will stay hydrated. Your energy will stay high. Those headaches will stay away. You will be healthy and good to go. You can get Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Upside at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. We appreciate our Upside partners and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the upside, visit CallieAndJeff.com. Before we hit record, Callie and I were trying to remember if we talked about this on the show before. We're about to, to tell you what the latest 1022 Projects podcast is. And we can't with certainty remember if we've given you a lot of detail about this show. So we're going to address it as though we've never talked about it before. Just know that if some of this sounds familiar, you're probably not crazy. I mean, maybe you are crazy. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> um, no, you're not crazy. But we launched a podcast this week called Untying the Knots. And this is a really cool, very out-of-the-box project that scratches Jeff's marketing itch like crazy. Like this came to us months ago. We've been working on it for a couple of months, but really like every single day for the past couple of weeks, getting it prepared for launch. The podcast is called Untying the Knots. It's hosted by two family law attorneys, Don Smith and Kristen Files. And they, we are, we launched this week, their entire second season, which is essentially a encyclopedia or a search. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a repository of everything you might need to know about the divorce process. Yeah. So if you kind of look at it as like a book, there'll be different kind of like quote unquote chapters and stuff like that about major topics that so many people want to know about when it comes to divorce, including like, am I ready to get divorced? I don't know. Then it's very specific questions with timestamps. So you can figure out what you're interested in or curious about with this show and immediately go listen to it. And they do an awesome job. Now, Here's what I am most excited about with Untying the Knots. The entire second season, which is which is which is this resource, these questions and answers. Um, what are some of the sample questions? Like for, as a for example. Okay, so we have things like um 
what are the top divorce do's and don'ts? My spouse doesn't want to get a divorce, but I do. Like, what do I do? They also talk about like, what does it cost to have a divorce attorney and to go through divorce? How do I tell my kids about divorce? Um, why is my soon to be ex asking for a lot? What's the best way to protect my assets? Um, we, we just moved states is that an issue, the fact that we are now living in a different state than we got married in, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Am I allowed to date before my divorce is final? Um, can you travel with your child during divorce? Um, can I travel with my kid during a divorce? And they have a whole um, episode about LGBTQ related issues when it comes to divorce. So that could be maybe you're in an LGBTQ plus couple. Maybe you have a tra transgender child that is transitioning during your divorce. What does that all mean? And they talk about all of that on season two. You can listen to the whole thing beginning to end, or you can just use the show notes and, and go to what, um, you know, what topic you, you need an answer to. Here's what I like about it. I like it for two reasons. Number one is somebody who's been through divorce, you just have a gazillion and six questions, right? As soon as that reality enters your consciousness. And if you already have a lawyer, every exchange you have with that lawyer is costing money, potentially. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Hundreds of dollars, right. probably, yeah. Um, and number two, if you and the other part is if you have friends who have been through divorce, you're going to go to them and ask them a lot of questions. They're not going to know the answers. Every answer is, is going to be unique to their, that they do give you is going to be unique to their situation. And eventually you realize that you're, you're going to that well too much. Well, and yeah, like something I've also learned is that divorce, like there's a lot of broad questions that they're able to answer. But when you, and Jeff, you can like attest to this, but like when you go through the divorce process, what your friends are telling you, one might be super biased, but two, they're depending on who they used and who their spouse used in the process their process is probably going to be completely different than yours. So the way to get like unbiased advice would be to listen to Kristen and Don on their show. Now, the second thing that I really love about this is we have taken this podcast, which is called Untying the Knots. We have taken this entire second season and we have released a podcast that lives in the true crime category called The Knot family mystery and not is spelled K-N-O-T. The reason we did this is because there are people who are contemplating ending their relationship, ending their marriage, and they have questions about custody and they have questions about getting a divorce. They have questions about hiring a divorce lawyer, but their living situation makes it really, really difficult for them to search things on the family computer makes it difficult for them to search things on their own phone in mm -hmm. case people are going through their phone or whatever. Um, this podcast called Not Family Mystery has all of the Untying the Knots content in it after a 45-second intro that sounds like a true crime podcast. So you could put that podcast on your phone. You could listen to it when you like using, you know, headphones or whatever. So nobody can hear what you're listening to. But if somebody was to look at your phone or scroll through your podcast, they're not going to see that you're looking at a show about divorce. Yeah. And they're going to think you're looking at a, listening to a true crime podcast. I know for a lot of people that will just be 
comforting if mm-hmm. you're divorce curious, let's say. But for some people, it could be a true safety issue. You can find both shows anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Again, um, the name of the, you know, the traditional season two one is Untying the Knots. And if you want the hidden podcast, it has different artwork. And the title is The Knot Family Mystery. And the first 30 seconds of that is a true crime story. The rest of it is going to be the exact same as the other feed. So you'll get all the information that you would if you were listening to the regular show. And the reason we did the um, first 30 seconds or so being a true crime story is because we've all been in that situation where we start to play something on our phone and think that the Bluetooth is connected, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah. So that will allow for, uh, for you to, to scramble and pause it or, um, throw your AirPods in or whatever. I hear your three random things for today. Number one, I know we love to talk about how a smartphone is actually ruining your brain. Like I have joked before that there are places that I probably drive to regularly that I couldn't do without the help of Waze or Google Maps. Because mm-hmm. I just plug it it's in. It's a crutch. Yeah, you just plug it in, then you don't have to think about it. Um, well, a new study is actually saying that digital devices could be good for the human brain and good for memory because a phone is essentially an external memory device. So we don't have to use brain space and mental energy to remember directions, to memorize phone numbers, to memorize Mm. important information. You can, because you always have your phone available, you know that you can rely on that. Like think of the number of phone numbers. Maybe this doesn't apply to you because it, because you had smartphones. How old were you when you got your first phone? Like 13. It probably doesn't apply to you. I didn't get a phone until I was 20, like a good phone that stored numbers and stuff. Right? I remember my first phone number, though. Like I, remember, I used to have to memorize it. So I remember mine used to be 404-351-4037, but no 404. Your, friend, just, your friend's numbers. Uh, the girl I used to date in high school, 469-6848. The only my, other my friend, my best friend Jason Watson, four six nine five one six zero. The only other one that I know, I can't say out loud because it's still her parents' number. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, no one's calling Jason Watson. Joan Stoddard. I think her number ends with five seven eight one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to have so many. I feel like if I were dating in the eighties and nineties, I'm trying. I to- would be honored if a guy knew my number. And I feel like I've even asked Jeff that before. I think I asked you that like two years ago, like four years into marriage. I'm like, Hey, do you know what my phone number is? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm like, I don't know. You plugged it in when we just met. And like, who knows how many times you've actually had to use it. I think, um, I, that's funny. I think, um, I remember David Muir's childhood. Well, I would say probably don't say it. His mom probably still lives there, right? No. No, no, no. Um, But anyways, the smartphone um, releases room in your brain. So it acts acts as an external memory device. So it's quite possible that it's making you smarter. Oh, nice. Your second random thing is there is a mathematician who created a scientific formula for the best morning routine which I feel like, Jeff, you and my dad will both love this because you like the data. Um, Where is he based? In the UK. 
Yeah, I'm not going to like it. It's mathematically proven to improve your day. Yeah. Okay. Optimal morning schedule is the ideal time to wake up, 6.44 a.m. Okay. You sit in bed until 7.12 a.m. No. You have a 10-minute shower. That seems long for a shower in the morning. For a weekday morning, isn't a 10-minute shower long? Uh, I'm a long shower taker. I think it feels long to me. Okay. 18 minutes to eat breakfast. That must include preparing breakfast, right? Also? Uh, yeah. Okay. 21 minutes to exercise. In this order? Why are you exercising before you shower? Okay. It says double the amount of time for eat breakfast and- um, Don't do this part because I read that and it's this part's super confusing. Oh, okay. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Like- um, I mean, I think, I think no one does this. Like, look, science is science. Oh, well, it didn't say it. the mathematician. I don't know. Um, I would feel fine about it. I would try it for a couple of weeks if I didn't have such a jacked up schedule. I think there's two. I, th- I don't think the time allotment is correct. And I think the order needs to be differently. See, I think 644, that's cool. I, that's a cool time to get out of bed. I think 644 is good, but you're up and out of bed. Boom, up and immediately. Jeff feels very strongly about this getting out of bed thing. Get up, get out of bed. Then if, you, if you're a workout person, you try to do that as quickly as possible, right? 21 minutes is like, I don't know if that's enough though, but continue. Then you shower. Then you mm-hmm. have breakfast. The shower seems long. The breakfast seems short. Yeah. To me. But what do I know? I'm not a mathematician. Um, and your third random thing is this. Uh, don't worry about brains being turned to mush because of video games. A uh, study by Oxford University suggested that the average player would have to play consistently 10 hours or more per day for there to be a noticeable change in their mental well-being. Some people do, though. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. Ellie is doing something that's a little bit offensive to Callie and I. Ellie has started walking up to Sadie and throwing her arms around Sadie's neck and giving her the biggest bear hug and just standing there hugging Sadie. And like sometimes she'll give her a little scratch, she'll give her a little rub, and Sadie, whether she's sitting or standing, will just freeze and soak it all in. Now, the reason that we are offended by this behavior is because Ellie gives us no arm hugs. She like lops her body onto us and says hug, but then doesn't return the hug. The hug that we get from Ellie is similar to how a cat shows affection. She just kind of rubs her face up against yeah. us. Mm-hmm. But Sadie, and even Lily. Now, Lily has a weird personal space thing with Ellie. If Ellie gets clo- too close to Lily, Lily moves. Like Lily's like, I don't know. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I don't know about you. So Lily just gets up and moves. But every now and again, Ellie will, will get close enough to Lily to throw her arms around her too. And she does it to Lily too, who doesn't even like it, who immediately shakes it off and leaves. We, the parents, the humans, the ones who buy the food that she eats, we bear, we just get like a, here, I'll brush my cheek up against you and you should feel grateful. Rude. Hey guys, this is so random, but I'm listening to Wednesday's episode and I literally, 
started laughing out loud when Callie was talking about the University of Dusseldorf. Like, that is not a place, is it? I'm going to Google it. But anyways, if it is a university, I feel like the professors should have some, like, magic wand, you know, like Harry Potter style, and take our anxiety away so we can dream and sleep better. But that's, that's a funny name. Sorry, no offense to the people there. I'm sure they're brilliant. Okay, bye. Our friends at Cozy Earth have bedding. They have blankets. They have silk pillows. They have bedding for kids. They have robes. They have really comfy PJs. They have stuff for your bathroom, cozy towels included. So if you are not living your best, most cozy life, you want to go check out callieandjeff.com slash sleep. That's going to give you a 40% discount at checkout site-wide on anything at Cozy Earth. Again, that's callieandjeff.com slash sleep for 40% off at checkout. I am totally giggling. I just had to stop. I think it's today's episode. I'm getting caught up with kids being around and you're doing a advertisement for Cozy Earth Sheets and you just used your name as a verb, Jeff. I love that you're now putting a uh, verb to your name for overthinking things and Jeff dollaring it. That was awesome and totally made me laugh. Love the show. Bye. Hey there, it's Eileen. Um, really enjoyed Thursday's episode. It brought up uh, a few good memories for me. Um, Callie was talking about Cracker Barrel and she mentioned that it might be expensive. Well, I think it can be, but they have really cool toys, so that's kind of a special treat for them. Also, they have really cool sales, really good sales, and the seasonal items will go on sale. You can get some really cute stuff, even their clothing, their jewelry. I'm actually wearing a pair of earrings, or I have worn a pair of earrings this week that I got from there. So they have some really good sales, so you definitely need to go there. Plan that sometime this year. Put that on your list. And the other thing is uh, about the craft and the shoes, the kids, you can definitely get name brand. The kids won't even care, but um, the kids, um, that is a really good idea. Anyway, thank you. Bye. Love your show. I've reached the last years of my, I'll be so glad when. I'll be so glad when they're out of diapers. I'll be so glad when they start school. I'll be so glad when they're out of school. I'll be so glad when this, when that. I wasted so much time on that. I'm not trying to be that old wise woman giving you advice, but if I could tell you one thing, don't postpone joy. Find your joy in what's happening today, because that's where it lies.